Jamie Nye, Drew Romenda with you here on the Green Zone. Welcome into a Tuesday afternoon. Getting texts from uh, some of our road warriors out there. Uh, Chris, uh, driving truck from Coronac says, just went through uh, Walsh, Alberta, uh, 17.5 degrees Celsius. Uh, let me just hit refresh right now. Uh, yeah, still the hot spot in all of Canada is Maple Creek at 18.9 degrees on this warm Tuesday in the province of Saskatchewan. So that is the weather out there uh, right now uh, in the province. Unbelievable uh, for this time of year. Uh, still coming up on the Green Zone just past 5 o'clock, we'll be joined by Colton Flash, uh, one of the uh, favorites with Team McEwen to win the Tankard. I'll be live from the Tankard on Thursday in Saskatoon, and I can't wait at, for 5.35. I am pumped for this interview at 5.35. I grew up watching WDIV-TV in Detroit. That's what the cable we had in Saskatchewan. And watching Bernie Smilovitz and Weekend at Bernie's and Bernie's bloopers and all that stuff. We're going to talk to Bernie Smilovitz today. Out of Detroit, the reaction to watching the Lions lose, but how much hope there is. The offensive coordinator in Detroit actually said, you know what, Seattle and Washington, not interested. I think I can win a cup here in Detroit, or a Super Bowl in Detroit, so I'm staying. Uh, that is... Uh, the story where we'll uh, talk to Bernie Smilovitz. Uh Drew Remenda. Turn on the turn on the the Zoom. I, I did. I sent you an invite already. It's not working. I oh. I'm on. Oh, turn okay. on. You're... You have to accept it. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you're I know you're there. Uh but anyways. Um yeah, it's sixty what is that, sixty six degrees in uh, yeah. non communist weather uh yeah. for Fahrenheit. For the states, yep. not a bad day in the Maple Creek, Saskatchewan. Bad at all. Right now. It's outstanding. What is it? What was it in Edmonton? Seventeen or something? Like that? Eleven? Or sorry, eleven early this morning. So impressive. Yeah, it's a hot one. But Drew, uh, going into the All Star break, uh, let's look at some of these hockey franchises that are popular on the prairies. Uh, Canadian franchises. I'm, I'm going to make it easy for us. Okay, we're going to go left to right, uh, west coast to east coast. So. Let's focus in on the Vancouver Canucks, where they're at, which is top of the table, what they need, because we know what if they're buyers and sellers, they're buying at the trade deadline, Drew, and where the expectations are going for Vancouver. You are a huge Rick Tockett fan. I think everybody is becoming a huge Rick Tockett fan. So how far can you see this team going in 2024? Barring catastrophic injuries to key guys, um, when you look at this lineup and the way that they play, their top six is an outstanding top six. Their bottom six are hard work. It's not like here's their bottom six. I hate to say bottom six, but they're they're third and fourth lines. Dakota Joshua, Teddy Bluger, Connor Garland work their tails off. Hoaglander, Nils Amon, and Sam Lafferty work their tails off. They've got one of, if not the best defenseman in the National Hockey League this year in Quinn Hughes. I think he is as far as offensive goes and play. Plus, the guy knows how to play D. Ronick has been great. Colin Myers, Nikita Zadorov, Noah Juleson, and they've got one of the best goaltenders in the league. There is no reason if this team stays healthy that they can't be a team that makes a deep run into the playoffs. They are well-coached. They believe in each other. They believe in their coach. They believe in the way that they're playing and the way that they've been playing through that hard work and that effort and that constant 
constant pressure. This is a team that is understands that if they play this way, they will win because they've been successful. I don't see any reason to think that they can't go far in the playoffs. Okay, a few weeks ago, we, we criticized Jimmy Rutherford for, again, he said he was going to be in the background and let Patrick Alvin do his work as general manager, but there he was a few weeks ago saying we need a top six forward, as everybody wants a top six forward, Drew Romenda. No kidding. Thanks uh, very much. <laughs> but they have a million point two deadline cap space right now. How aggressive do you think the Canucks can actually be? On a top six forward. Elias Lindholm is one of the names for the Calgary Flames. A lot of people are looking at in Vancouver is can they pull him in after doing a deal with Calgary earlier this season with Nikita Zadorov? Well, he's a top six forward. He's an outstanding playmaker. He's a guy who got a hundred points in a season. Didn't do much in the playoffs that year, but if, is it a possibility? I would, I would think yes, because the thing about trading within the division nowadays or within your conference, that doesn't really that doesn't really go much. Guys think about it, but they still they'll still do it if it's what's best for their team. How can you get a top six four when you don't have much room? Well, the the cap changes once you get to, and it, there's ways to work around the cap. Just t- um, tap a guy to go on the long term injured. No, nah, no. Besides that, besides that, there's there's guys that you know don't have a guy have two back surgeries in one year and then come back. That that would not be a way that I approach it, but there's ways that you have LTIR cap space. You have got um, the futures. You've got a lot of different reasons and different ways they can go. How realistic is it? I don't know. I have no idea what, what they're looking at. Even if they don't, even if they don't get a top six and Jimmy Rutherford, listen, Jimmy Rutherford's got a Stanley cup. He understands how to build a team, but I wish he would just stay quiet. The, Overall aspect for them, if you get a top six, who could it be? Where could it, where could he be from? How does he fit in? I don't know. But when that does happen, if you do bring in a guy with talent, what that does to the rest of the guys in the room is it really picks them up because then they're like, okay, they're here for us, they, they being management, and we got a guy, all right. And it feels like management backs you. Um, it's happened a couple times when I was with the Sharks and – in 93, 94, when we were making the run to the playoffs, we picked up Alf Dolan, and Alf Dolan was fabulous. And the guys knew that he was a, a difference maker for us. And he was that, that season and the next one. So the guys, it, it changes your team. It changes their attitude. Jamie and I, Drew Romendo with you here in the Green Zone. Well, what do you think of the Canucks' chances? Uh, they're still at the top. Of course, the Edmonton Oilers, some are saying, are the best team in Canada. Uh, at this point in the season with their 16-game winning streak. They might be 1A and 1B, although the Winnipeg Jets might have something to say with uh, about that. What do you think of the Canucks' future here on the Green Zone? one 332 8255 This is 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. Tammy Niger, Amanda with the year of the Green Zone on this red-hot Tuesday afternoon in the province of Saskatchewan. Uh, just looking at uh, the hottest the Maple Creek was today was 20.9 degrees Celsius was the uh, hottest they're at today. It's starting to cool off in Maple Creek at 17 degrees. Is it January 30th? That's the date today? 20 degrees in Maple Creek. Whew. Now, I know I, this is where I'm at with the like the egg producers in Saskatchewan. Like We're breaking records set in the 30s. Let's think about what's going on in the 30s. I was like, that's not great news for our farmers who are hoping we see more moisture falling from the sky over the next few months before they start seeding, uh, of course. But 
for us, the uh, city folk were out at patios drinking beers in our backyards uh, with a uh, fire or something like that. No? It's weather. <laughs> Sorry. Can't control, weather. can't control it. Can't well, apparently, it. if no, apparently that's wrong. Apparently, if you send money to, to the government, you, they can. <laughs> apparently, that can change. Just keep sending your money, folks, and the government will fix it all. Although there, there's some who believe the U.S. government can control the weather. I, I don't know if you yeah, read that's that conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, there's, it's, yeah, it's right up sure. there with the conspiracy theory that the National Football League has rigged it so they can get Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. It is, is the amount of it people is, just because it's a conspiracy, in the world. Just because it's conspiracy theory doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean it's true either. Did uh, you hear that? Did you hear? Did you hear the? Uh, the some fan in Baltimore yelled at Taylor Swift that she's ruining football, as she was leaving the field. <laughs> I don't know how she's ruining football, but apparently this fan believes that she's ruining. Did football. she come up with the run pass option? The RPO is that? Was <laughs> that her? No, no, she came up with the taunting rule. No, oh, that we're talking about that, by the way, Truth or Trash Tuesday. Not oh, not God. the fight we had yesterday, oh, by the way. Geez. We're talking about the taunting rule itself because Drew and I actually agree that the taunting rule should actually be eliminated in professional sports. It's professional sports. These are grown-ups. They can smack talk sports, each other. Period. But there, there's those out there who also think, well, please think of the children. We have to set a good example for our children. And it gets to the conversation. Should pro sports worry about your kids? Like, no. What the message Charles they're sending Barkley to their children? I'll, I'll, I'll start this. Charles Barkley said a long time ago, I'm no role model. No, they shouldn't. If you're looking to pro sports as your moral compass for your kids, you are looking in the wrong spot. And by the way, you know what? As much as we do as parents and as hard as we work as parents, and we're hopefully putting our kids in the right place and we're hopefully giving them the right direction. There's a time when our kids stop listening to us and it comes sooner rather than later. And you'll be shocked about it for all of you with young kids. You'll be shocked about it. They will. And they'll start listening to their friends more. They'll start listening to, to teachers more. They'll start listening. You hope anyway. Well, not all the time, but anyway, they'll start listening to other influences more. It's just the way life is. You just so you just got to stay with it. Is that, what, but, is that what's happening in my house right now? Is that, yeah, is that, a, yeah, that's yeah, the thing, eh? Yeah. This little thing that uh, that everybody has nowadays, it's the, the the you know where I think of it. Maybe say things. I'm saying I'm terrible. saying that a lot more in my household. I yeah, don't care yeah, what, what your happens. friend says happened. Yeah. That did not yep. happen. Yep, but that's that's the way it goes, and and so you just. But if you're looking to pro sports and pro athletes to be your moral compass and teach your kids lessons, you're looking in the wrong spot. Let's go back uh, real quick to the Vancouver Canucks. I haven't been able to weigh in yet. I've I've been holding back. This is my team. Everybody thinks I'm biased. See, as the Vancouver Canucks fan, in years of hurt since 1968 when they uh, came into the league, uh, and they had the, uh, or 1970 when they came in the league and had the lottery and they lost the lottery, and then they had the other lottery and lost the lottery, and then they went to the Stanley Cup final and got whooped by the uh, Islanders, and then they went to the Stanley Cup final and lost in Game 7 in heartbreaking fashion to the New York Rangers, and then blew a series lead against the Boston Bruins, even though Roberto Luongo stood on his head for a few games, and then they burnt their city down in uh, 2011. That This is the hurt I suffer uh, as a Vancouver Canuck fan. So in my reality, I'm waiting for the moment the floor drops and poof, 
heartbroken again for the Vancouver Canucks. I am not yet ready to commit to this team, Drew Romenda. I'm not yet ready to say, I'm excited, I'm happy, I watch, and I cheer. But I'm a Canuck fan, and they're going to hurt me just like Lions fans got hurt on Sunday knowing the Detroit Lions are going to hurt me in the playoffs, and they did by blowing a 24-7 to lead. Well... They're going to hurt me, Drew. I know they are. It, you're basing it on emotion, and you're basing it on the past, and then and that's ridiculous. To think about the past will have any sway on your future is absolutely ridiculous. It's the it, as the great. I don't know if you've is, realized this yet, but I am a ridiculous human being, Drew. Remember? Well, no, but it's the past is the past. Tomorrow's not promised to us. Today is the only thing we've got. So you stay with today, and the way the Vancouver Canucks are playing today, and the way they have played to date. To this point, they are in um, what spot? They're uh, they're up there. Yeah, yeah, top. The way that they have played and what Rick Tockett is doing with this team and how they are, how they got to where they are, I, I don't see how you're thinking about forty years ago, thirty years ago, twenty years ago, ten years ago has going to have any sway on the effect. It's not. This team is a very different team, and it's amazing how how their belief system, you can tell. You walk in that room and talk to the guys. You walk in around Rick Tockett. You, you see what that team has become. If they lose, they will lose to a better team. And I'm not sure how many better teams are out there. Maybe Vancouver or maybe Edmonton, maybe Winnipeg. Maybe it's the finals. Well, when Vegas they go against, when they get healthy. Colorado. If, yeah. Colorado's another point. Colorado's another team. Great team we don't talk about. So uh, we're kind of at the unofficial midseason point. I know there's a few teams playing, like the Kraken and the Sharks tonight. Uh, yeah. Two games tonight uh, as well. Blues red hot right now, looking for their sixth straight yeah, win. Yeah, Drew Bannister's been an influence. The biggest thing that changed there was their power play. Their power play's gone, it was at, I think it was 32nd in the league, and now it's it's jumped way up. Kind of reminding me of the last time the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup on the uh, midseason turnaround at about this stage of the season. Jamie Nigel Romenda with you here on the Green Zone. Before we get to Truth or Trash Tuesday, it was uh, Britton Gray who brought this up to me. Somebody actually went down and figured out how much Taylor Swift was on the broadcast from start of the kickoff to the end of the game, not the post game when she was on the field with Travis Kelsey. Right. Do you know, Drew, do you know how much football fans had to endure during the game seeing Taylor Swift's likeness in the I'm box during say... the game from kickoff yep. to the end of the game? How much all those haters went, ah, oh, stop showing her on the TV. I want to see football. I'm going to say 20 seconds. Oh, you're close. It's like 32 seconds total. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's for three hours. For three hours. 32 seconds. I don't understand. I do. I do. I guess I should understand. Yes, you do. You understand people. They, uh, (laughs) yeah. Even me talking about it, there's someone in the car going, Oh my God, nice. Enough about Taylor Swift. Did you see the other thing that was come out today? That that the NFL estimates that um, her being 
I don't know where I put them, honey. Sorry. Um, <laughs> right here. Sorry. Right here. Right here. Car keys. Sorry. Um, $331 million worth of brand recognition. That's which yeah. $331 million she has brought, she has brought to the NFL as far as brand um, awareness and recognition. By the way, last week, the NFL divisional game with the Chiefs and the Bills, the most watched divisional game ever in the NFL's history. Guess what happened this week? Chiefs game. This week against the Ravens, the most watched AFC championship game ever. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen, to hear the Monday or Tuesday after the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is the most watched Super Bowl ever. And if you don't think it has anything to do with Swifties, I don't know what to tell you. It is a whole new element. Like... I was talking to my wife about this last night because she and my daughter, you go into the Swifties camp with them. And she was saying, even when you're watching the Chiefs now, I, I, I will actually like look and like, oh, are they winning? Is Travis Kelsey going to win this game? Is Taylor Swift going to be at the next game? Like there is something that is a connection now for usually somebody who couldn't care less who goes to the Super Bowl that they go, oh, I'm interested a little bit in who goes to the Super Bowl. Just to see. And that is why the NFL is not crying that they're in the Super Bowl. Now, if you believe there was a conspiracy to get them there, you're nuts. Like, I'm sorry, that is not happening. The thousands of people would have to be in on it uh, for that to happen and have the Ravens punch Patrick Mahomes in the face and all the other stuff that went on in that football game. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But the impact of Taylor Swift continues across but, all platforms. So the interesting thing about this is the fact that they didn't need her. No. They 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 are the brand. They are the they have as we talked about earlier, well before Taylor Swift and Jason or Travis Kelsey became an, an issue and an item, that they were they had 96 is it wasn't 96 of the top 100 programs watched over the last se- last season last year mm-hmm. last calendar year it's football rules nfl rules football or rules the, the airways they simply do now they've got her coming in which is a bonus because that brings in a different customer and a different revenue stream maybe and how long that will last who knows will they get tired of her who knows you know there's other there's other stars that are dating football players but none to the magnitude of, of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift does have a huge, huge following. It's crazy. There are um, now university courses studying why that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't walk across the street and I, to hear her. I couldn't even tell you a Taylor Swift song. Um, but that's. I'm a 61 year old white guy. I shouldn't know a Taylor Swift song. I should not know a Taylor Swift song. Listen to the wrong radio stations. Uh, there, uh, Amanda. That's why I listen to. I listen to. So I, I, I honestly, I listen to talk radio all the time. That's all I listen to. I don't listen to music. Michelle gets in and she just gives me a snort and she goes, fine, no, leave it on. I turn off. I'm that nice of a guy. Um, but overall, when you look at the interest she brought, you're right. The NFL is not complaining. And why would you? You're, you're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more powerful, which means if you can uh, transfer that or, or parlay that into more money for your broadcast rights, it's a win, baby. 
And that's why the NFL is doing the NFL. And honestly, 32 seconds in a three-hour game, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. Especially when like one commercial is 30 seconds. Like It's a commercial break is uh, what's going on uh, with yeah. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Uh, but right now, uh, we're going to talk about the taunting penalty from said Ravens uh, Chiefs game on Truth or Trash Tuesday. I'm here to reveal the nasty truth. You want answers. I want the truth. So I know when you're telling the truth or when you're not. What are you doing? Just a bit inside. Truth or Trash Tuesday. All right, uh, Drew Romenda. The taunting penalty. Zay Flowers in the NF- AFC Championship game catches the pass. Kind of puts his hand on the player, flips the ball, does the flex. There's the flag, 15-yard taunting penalty. It's been called all year. Drew and I both do not like the taunting penalty. Now, we disagree. He doesn't think they should have called it in the game. I said, well, you have to because you've been calling it all season long. Well, for years, have been calling the flex over the player. But we're going to concentrate on the taunting penalty alone. Truth or trash, they should get rid of it. It should be a free-for-all. On Trash Talk, Tyreek Hill gets a, gets a flag for throwing the peace sign at the defensive back he is running by because he's faster than him. They give yeah. him a penalty for that. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills got a penalty for pointing at the linebacker as he ran into the end zone. <sighs> I thought we were dealing with grown men. Like adults. <laughs> who are consenting to be on a professional football field making millions of dollars, and we're giving penalties because what? I don't even think his feelings did get hurt by getting the peace sign flashed to him. This is a game where you can get seriously, seriously injured, where it is a car crash every single play, where guys rip up their knees and their shoulders and their necks and their heads and on and on and on it goes. And they willingly go out there to do it because one, they love the game. They love the competition. They get paid very, very well. So all of that and all the pressure that they have are coaches and managers and their families and their agents and their teammates and the fans and the spotlight and they can't handle somebody pointing at them or pushing on them or flexing over them are you serious like what person i would love to know who in the nfl meetings between the general managers or the owners or the guardians of the game whoever make these decisions said i think we have to stop the guys from making fun of each other don't worry about CTE and concussions. We've got that all settled. That's done. But it's hurt feelings we should worry about, not hurt brains. And as I tell my kids, I've told my kids, I should say, when they were young, nobody can hurt your feelings. You choose to have your feelings hurt. So I don't think there's a lot of guys on the field who are coming off going, did you see what he did to me? He flexed over me after that big catch, after coach. I don't know if I can go back out there. Go back out. Come on, man. No, he wants to defend him and flex him right back is what he exactly. wants to do. Because yeah. these are type A personality, highly driven, motivated professionals. And I They're don't a understand. Different breed. They're the... a different breed, man. Now, I know. I know. I know there are some out there. 
who will say, maybe you're driving home with your kid right now, just uh, school ended, right, just moments ago, and you're thinking, please think of the children. What message are you sending to the kids watching at home if you allow Zay Flowers to flex over? Because now he's going to go to his U13 football game, and he's going to catch a pass, and he's going to flex over top of the defensive back mm-hmm. at 13 years old. And that's not good. See, here's my thing. Well, that's entirely up to you. Exactly. That is not up to the National Football League. Exactly. That is up to you and your kids' coaches. Period. What kind of team do they want? What kind of personality do they want? The NFL should not be thinking of, oh, well, what message is this sending to the kids? No. That's your job. If you don't want them to taunt, if you think that's a... Then say, hey, next time you do that, you're not going back on the field. Oh, okay. So, 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 sorry, Mom or Dad. Whew. I didn't taunt. One time I got really mad in a game and started. We were in the gym and kicked the walls, like, and it banged. It rattled. My mom was not a happy person after that game. She was like, well, I see that again. You're done. I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> That was embarrassing. It's up to, and guess what? How many times did I throw a fit because I allowed a goal? And it stopped uh, after that one. Yeah. I scored, I remember scoring a goal in, in Pee Wee and acted like I had won the Stanley Cup. And my father, who told me directly, I hate coming to watch your games because of the way you play. That's a direct quote. And he was. Right. Believe it or not, I was a little mouthy out on the ice. Um, yeah, I know. I know. It's a shocker. He uh, he told me after the game, because he was at that game on the ride home, he said, if I ever see you do that again, I am coming over to the bench, I'm pulling you off the bench, and you're not playing hockey ever again. Act like you've done it before. I went, yes, sir. It's up to you, Mom and Dad. They're not your role models. Yeah. You're absolutely you're absolutely right there, Jamie. Absolutely, one hundred percent correct. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Truth or Trash Tuesday. Drew and I say just get rid of the taunting in the national. They're, they're ruling really fifteen for flashing a peace sign at the DB as he's running by, pointing at him, flexing over top. Or do you say trash? No, no, no. We don't need more taunting in sports. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Like Chris is just going to the default. If taunting is a penalty, the excessive calls for a flag, it should be a penalty. Well, that's what we're saying. Just get rid of it as a penalty. Uh, Kelly and Regina, you guys are so right. Ask any team, professional or amateur. I don't care the age. Winning is fun. It's not how you play the game. It's whether you win. That's exactly. what makes it fun. 100%. Exactly. <laughs> Trust me on this one. Losing sucks. Been there, done that. Winning's way better. Uh, Daryl says, I was just hoping the ref would say 15 yards for giving him the business, uh, like the epic call way back in the day. Uh, Wacey says, Drew, it's the bubble-wrapped era. If you get run over, they should be flexed on. Try harder next time. <laughs> if you don't like it, get better. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Niger, Amanda with you here in the Green Zone on this Tuesday afternoon. Patio season uh, coming early to uh, Saskatchewan. (laughs) 
It was up to 20 degrees in the Maple Creek area today. Regina looks like uh, broke a record. Most of southern Saskatchewan probably breaking records uh, today with the weather. Right now in Regina, 9.2 degrees. The record was 5 in 1931. Although I'm looking at this, six years later, 1937, the lowest temperature was ever recorded in Regina. Want to hear that one? It'll make you a lot feel a lot better about nine degrees today. Go. Minus 43.3 degrees. Oh, geez. Without, well, you guys just had that's that. without wind chill, of course, added to that. So You guys just had that. What are you yeah. talking about? You guys just did, you did two weeks of it, didn't you? And yeah. After we deserve this, really. Absolutely. Okay, I need to yeah. know something. I really am more curious than ever why taunting is a rule in the NFL because on Truth or Trash Tuesday, everybody agrees with us. It shouldn't be a rule in the NFL. So looking it up and trying, and there's it's not like John Myra from the, from the Giants. Are we talking about old owners who get to control He's, this saying, oh, it does, yeah. it's not a good luck to have players have any fun. He said it was actually initiated by the NFLPA. So I read most of this article. Then they get a note from the NFLPA. And they go, wait, whoa, whoa, what did he do? No, uh-uh. But then there's another one that the NFL's taunting rule uh, has been stepped up because of this player and this player alone. And it's the guy you mentioned. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, because he would throw up the deuces all the time. And he would do the backflip. And everything else but that they say that is the guy that um has has uh changed or at least put a new emphasis on taunting it was it was tyreek the nfl stepped up when the nfl stepped it this is from um charles robinson who's senior nfl reporter on yahoo when the nfl stepped up its taunting penalties it had this player in mind and it was tyreek hill who would who was, by the way, so much fun to watch, period. Throw up the peace sign, throw up the deuces, as they, the kids say nowadays. And and then... They probably don't even say that anymore. They probably have some yeah. other term for it that I we've never heard of, Drew. But, the, but here's the other thing. You know, when he does all that thing, the one thing that they were... They wanted to bring up was like, Anton, what you said, Anton Winfield Jr. in the Super Bowl, when the Super Bowl was won by the Tampa Bay or just at the end, he threw up the deuce sign back to Tyreek Hill. That's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they wonder why we call them the no fun league.